All right, so we are in First Peter chapter 5. We're finishing out First Peter this morning, and we come upon two of my favorite verses in um, probably, you know, all of Scripture, kind of my top 10 favorite verses. This would be two of them. Uh, or, or this, this this pair would be would be one of the top ten. So it says in First Peter five verses six and seven, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. And I love this verse because it reminds me that I'm <clears throat> I'm designed in such a way. God's plan is orchestrated in such a way that that I'm to take my struggles and my pain and, and the hurt I feel and anything that's pain related or negative. And I'm to push that onto God. I'm to push that up to him um, and to invite him into that struggle with me. And the reality is that he's the only one who can fully take that pain in stride. And uh, really, he, he's the person who's designed to receive it. And it reminds me that he loves me and that he's there for me and that he'll comfort me. And that that's actually what he desires for me to take that pain to him. If I'm frustrated with my work, take it to God. If I'm frustrated with the relationship with my wife or, or with my kids, take that to God. Frustrated with God in general, um, with my um, repeated sins and struggles and shame, I'm to take that to God. That is humility. It's It's taking it to God and laying it out before him. I would even say out loud, praying out loud. God help me with this, um, and leaving it for God to work on it. <clears throat> um, and we do this because a, God is really the only one who's ultimately um, able to do anything about it, and and b, because He cares for us and He desires uh, this from us. He designed us for relationship with Him, and that's a big part of relationship is carrying that burden to Him. So that's a great reminder. And then <clears throat> one of the greatest encouragements and reminders about God's presence um, as Peter goes on in the next three verses. Um, and, and he presents this reminder to us. It says, be sober-minded, um, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood three, throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has uh, called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. What a great reminder that we're to remember that the devil is roar is 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 floating around. He's looking for an opportunity. He's looking for a victim. Just a little stumble, and he'll insert ourselves, insert himself in our lives. And then I love it says, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Meaning. I, this is not new to me, right? Everybody else is struggling. And a lot of people are going to be struggling with the same types of things I'm struggling with. A subtle takeaway from that is that we should share those struggles. We should have community because we're going to find other people that are struggling with that. And then he reminds us in verse 10 that God will show up and he will deliver us. Um, one of the greatest tricks of the devil is teaching us that if we live for ourselves, um, life will be easier. And and it's amazing if if you know. In, in all the times I've spoken with people who um, used to be Christians, 
you know, the number one reason we've talked about this is the number one reason that they leave the faith is because the church judges them or the church. They feel like the church judges them. It's it's not accepting of them. It, it doesn't make them feel welcome or whatever. So when we push them away in some way, shape or form. But the, the other biggest reason that I've seen and I've never heard anyone say it this way, but you can kind of you can get this from what they're saying is that they just get tired. They just get tired of trying to live right. <clears throat> and that's that's. Again, it's one of the greatest tricks of of the devil is is helping us to think that yes, it's hard to live right, and it's easy to live for ourselves and for the moment. The problem is when we do that, eventually it leads to a life that's impossibly hard, and it it goes back to that hard easy principle um, that we've journaled about and gone through that that in life we're going to experience hard and we are going to experience easy and we get to choose the order in which we're going to um, experience those. And in every moment in life, we have a choice. Do Am I going to take the hard, what seems like the hard choice and will eventually lead to life becoming easier? Or am I going to take the easy choice, which will eventually lead to life becoming harder? And that's one of the greatest tricks of the devil is baiting us into choosing the easy choice. And so great reminder this morning, uh, closing out First Peter of, of this idea. Uh, so tomorrow we'll dive into the background of Second Peter, then we'll do the read through. And then as always, we'll, we'll dive into uh, dive into Second Peter chapter by chapter. 